Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Living in Hope. I am your host, Cassie Barrett. Here is part two of Nate's interview. You know, in the first part, we learned so much about Nate and what life was like in Israel. I mean, I look at the high schoolers here and even myself coming out of high school, it's just like, man, how life would be so different if we had to go straight into serving for our country right out of high school. And I know some people make that choice, which is awesome. But imagine if you had no choice, right? So of course, it was his dream to be a fighter pilot as soon as he got out of high school. Like it was something he absolutely loved and couldn't wait to do. But God quickly showed him that eh, he's in control and he has a whole nother plan for him. Now, this was very hard on Nate, right? His dream was getting crushed right in front of his eyes, and he had no hope for his future anymore. He didn't understand what God was doing and why he was choosing to wipe away his dream. But it was a few, I don't know, months later, years later, I don't know how much longer after that, but he was listening to the pineapple story. And I've never heard this and I plan to go look it up. So you should look it up with me. It sounds like a really good story. But it was after listening to this that he realized God was wanting to be in control of his future and he needed to let go of his control of it. And so he did that. He gave complete control up to God. And after that, he was able to live so much more freely and be able to be more positive. And this is something everyone in his unit was beginning to see in him. And even as they were fighting and out there in the midst of it all, they were seeing God's work throughout their lives. So that's kind of where we left off and we get to hear more about that and so much more. So let's go ahead, get comfy, relax. I don't know, not too much if you're driving. (laughs) Don't fall asleep. But let's go ahead and dive in into part two. I have to kind of go back here because it's really cool just to see how you were trying to control your life, right? You were yeah. saying, this is what I want, and you were working hard on getting there. Right. And so you had it set in your mind, this is what I'm going to do, and this is where I'm going. And you would pray, say, okay, God, help me get there. Right. But it was kind of the point of like, okay, God, exactly. I don't understand what's going on because my dream is gone. <laughs> and now I'm here, and I have no idea why I'm here and what we're doing, and it's like you kind of just, well, you gave him control. Exactly. It's all in your hands. Exactly. And that's when you began seeing him work in your life. Exactly. The starting point for all of us humans is is that we want to control our own lives. Absolutely. And we want to have control of it, and we want to decide, and we want to do this and do this and do this and build and and go and move and and do all these things. But God is, he's not going to take it from us. He's going to wait till we give it to him. But when we do, then he can start using it because then it's his, then it's in his hands and he can do whatever he wants with it. And God can, God can use my future better than I can do whatever I want with it because he's stronger than I am. He's smarter than I am. Yeah. So you turned your why to okay. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Why, 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 why is this happening? Right. At first I didn't have answers, but I knew it didn't matter. And then slowly, 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 it either didn't matter at all anymore or would just 
slowly get get some answers and like right so maybe this is why and this is why and this is why okay wow yeah so everyone was starting to see god working in your life right yeah and that's huge so did some people end up becoming believers no no um I had lots and lots of many opportunities to talk with with them and with my friends about it. Because in Israel, everybody believes in something. There's not really very many people who are totally atheists. Most people believe in something. Right. But like it says in Romans and in other parts of the Bible, the, the blindness that's on their eyes, it's so real. It's so real. Like you can just walk through through the Old Testament and through the prophecies and through everything and like how it points to Jesus and you help them get to that and they're like, wow, that sounds just like that Jesus guy that those Christians believe in. And Which is so crazy because you're living where Jesus walked. Like what right. you <laughs> What would, more do you need? <laughs> you would think yeah. that the Jews being the God's chosen people, yeah. the people whom through God sent the Bible whom through God sent Jesus, you'd right. think that they'd be the most believing and the most on fire for him. But no, they're one of the most against Jesus and one of the most blinded to see him. Wow. And and it's not on accident. God said that he put that blindness there. And it's, yeah. I believe, in um, the Jewish people at the very end, when Jesus comes back, they'll look on him who they have pierced. And then yeah, as right. a nation, they'll see, oh my goodness, we were wrong this whole time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's super powerful. Oh my goodness. All right. So how did you, I really want to know, <laughs> how did you go from there? So you had to serve your two years, right? Three, three years. Three years. Men three do years. three years, women do two years, and I did okay. three and a half years, but that's wow. a whole other story how I did the other half. Okay. So how did you do the other half? I want to know. <laughs> you said it. Now I need to know. <laughs> okay. So it's, it's along the same idea of giving my rights to God. So, um, one of the lessons that God taught me was also giving him my time. And so when after this had happened, maybe like a month later, um, my commanders came up to me and were like, hey, would you be interested in going to a sniper's course and becoming a sniper? And that was kind of something that I wanted to do. Wow. But they never let anyone who was in their mandatory three years do that. It was always for people who made it a career and did it extra for like higher ranks mm. in my unit specifically. But they suggested, and I really wanted to say yes, but what I said was, I'll get back to you on that. And I turned around and prayed, and I said, God, wow. I put it in your hands. If you want me to go, open the door. If you don't want me to go, don't open the door. And then um, like a week later, they came back to me and were like, oh, never mind about the sniper course. We're going to send you somewhere else. And then I went to a course where we, um, where it's basically just an opportunity for soldiers to learn about Judaism and learn about the Bible. And so just like before, I went there thinking, oh, I'm going to go preach to all these people because they're looking for truth. They're looking for religious religion. They're, you know, I I have the truth. I can help them. But what ended up happening was instead of me reaching those people, it was God using that situation in that place to work on me and change my heart. Wow. Right. It's not it's not (laughs) always it's not that. We, we like to think of ourselves as, oh, we're the ones going to do good work for God in different situations where it's pretty foolish of us to think that, really, because right. yes. it's almost always God's working on us. us. Oh, it's so true. Oh, man, I love that. Right. So so that was, I kind of learned to give God my time, and he, and he showed me that. And then maybe like a year later, it was almost exactly a year later, 
I got another opportunity to go to the sniper course. And so I went to the sniper course, became a sniper, uh, finished the course with excellence, and then went on. we went on to win an um, international sniping competition. And so God's like, see, you gave it to me. I give it back to you and bless it. And then, wow. and wow. then that was when that sniping thing happened. That was about the time that I was finishing my three years, mandatory three years. And then my commanders came up to me and were like, hey, we'd be interested in you staying longer. Instead of finishing and going home after your three years, stay with us longer. And they don't offer that to everybody. They only offer that, they, you know, they don't have the resources to keep everybody there. Okay. So they only offer it to one or two soldiers wow. who, who are the good soldiers. And so that ties back to the reputation thing. I gave God my reputation. And from this silly little soldier, all of a sudden, I'm being offered the one person on base offered this position and being told that I'm the best soldier that they have for that. So I was, you know, I'll think about it, but I kind of knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to come to the States and learn how to fly airplanes so that I could go be a missionary pilot because I saw how God changed my heart. I wanted to share that with other people, how God Mm -hmm. can change their hearts. So I kind of knew that was the next step. Right. Right. And then that just sent me in like a loop. Okay. So do I stay here for two years? Because it was either two years or nothing kind of program. I stay for two years or I go home. I stay for two years, which is a long time, or I, or I go right now to America. You know, two years is a lot. And then versus two years isn't that long when God's in control of time, right? Oh, yeah. And then I, I'm, just, I'm just going back and forth and I'm like praying, God, just make it obvious to me what I need to do. And then one day it was like a total yes would be in my heart. And then the next day a total no. And it was just back and forth and and sometimes a week yes, a week no. And it was, oh my goodness, it was crazy. (laughs) I was just so confused. Why didn't I have a straight answer? And I told my commander, you know, like, if you want me to do half a year, I'll do half a year. Like, sure thing. And they're like, no, it's only two years or nothing. I'm like, oh, bummer. And then he said, hey, how about this? You can tell the guys when you, that you're interviewed, tell them you want to do two years and then after half a year, just quit. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to lie. I know that I don't want to do two years. So I'm not going to do that. And then like, he came back and was like, hey, we need an answer this week, yes or no. So I said, you know what? Go ahead. Start, start the process. Worst case scenario, God will stop the process in the middle. Wow. Right? Yeah. My commander's a religious guy. He can understand that. He can understand me depending on God. You know, Jewish religious. religious. Um, so... We started the process, and I go into the milit- I, I go into this extra half year of time, and then you know still seeing miracle after miracle and what God work in, in all these crazy ways, and then about half a year later, my commander comes up to me. He's like, "We have this problem. We can't seem to 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 get you in the system. We've been working this whole time behind the scenes trying to get you in, and we've used this loophole to try to to keep you in here for this long." that loophole expires now and we we can't seem to put you in for this extra time and so like what do you want us to do and I said and I'm just smiling because I finally have an answer (laughs) and I'm like I I, I'll just go home like that's that's the answer I was here for half a year I'll just go home and then and he's like don't you think God wants us to fight through this you know going back to my previous uh, kind of idea of fighting through this to prove I want it and I'm, I'm just smiling like, no, no, God, God answered. This is the answer. Wow. And him being religious, he understood that. So he's like, okay, fine. So he comes back 
he goes to the office. He comes back an hour later. I'm sorry. Um, we, we kind of made a mistake. Tomorrow is going to have to be your last day. Can you do that? And I'm like, mm, yeah, no problem. I can do that. He goes, comes back an hour later. I'm sorry. Last time. Today's going to have to be your last day. Can you pack in time? I said, no wow. problem. So oh from gosh. the beginning of that half a year, I had a feeling that I wouldn't be there for a long time. It was I didn't have total mm. peace in my heart. Wow. So I never unpacked. So I was already packed. Oh my goodness. So, so, so you were ready to go. I was ready to go. We had a we wow. had a I followed him back to the office, got on the civilian computer and looked up flight schools in America. Wow. Christian flight schools in America. And then that's kinda what got the ball rolling so that I could come yeah. to America, come to Mata, come Camino so did Chapel. you know you wanted to come here specifically? No, 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 no. Okay. I okay. was I was under the impression that I'm just going to have to go to a secular flight school and just, you know, figure it out from there. But, wow. um, but then I did find on Google, I found MATA, the school that I do yeah. attend right now. And then... And you're like, oh, hey. Well, I didn't know. <laughs> oh, and then my I, I showed my mom and she's like, hey, we have friends on Camino Island. Just, what? <laughs> you know, 20 minutes away. And, oh my gosh! And wow. then so that goes. So that goes to something that like I kind of learned through all this. Mm. It's it's almost as if God knew what He was doing. It's it's like it's sarcasm, right? Yeah, God it's does almost know. like He knew, right? It, it, God does know what He's doing. <laughs> oh my and so, gosh! Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and so so I don't know. Twenty thirty years ago, when God had Pastor Chris come here, He knew what He was mm-hmm. doing, knowing that one day I would come. And that would be my connection and he and had everything fall in place and have wow. so that when I came, I immediately had a place to stay and I immediately yeah. had a vehicle and I immediately had the money to go to school and all these things fell in place. All the stepping stones. Right. And, wow. it, and it, it was kind of in a way that God didn't let me say no. It was the doors were swinging open and then getting kicked from behind through the door. Yeah. So wow. I like... Yeah. That's a good way of putting that. Yeah. And so that's that's a sentence that I like using because it's it's like sarcasm. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> almost as if God knew what he was doing. And then that goes back yeah. to every single step of the way. And then I look back and I'm like, oh my goodness. It's you almost it as if God knew what he was doing when he had me <laughs> what well, one fall from the flight academy, but before that, even to join in the first place. Because had I not joined in the first place, I wouldn't have gone to that unit. Mm. And I wouldn't have seen all these crazy things. Man. Yeah. Wow. That is so cool. So has it been worth it then? <laughs> <laughs> Coming here? <laughs> uh, oh, no, definitely. It's it's a, it's a total peace because when you give God your right to your future and your right to things, yeah. it you know, God doesn't just take it and, and say like, huh, what a loser, what a, what a sucker, why'd you give me your future? No, he gives you a peace yep. and he gives you affirmation and everything falls in place and you want that. Yeah. And then I want to continue after him. So cool. So how has life been here then? I mean, you do missions and you talked a little bit about that. And it sounds like that's really awesome. And now I really want to make my husband go use his certificate <laughs> so he can start doing that too. That sounds so cool. Well, okay. So it goes back to the same lesson, to the yeah. same, you know, story of hope or story of redemption yeah. that, well, one, it's echoed throughout the Bible. And after, you know, I look back and and, and reflect on everything that I did in the military, all right. of a sudden my eyes are open to all this story of redemption, stories of hope in the Bible, in the yeah. Old Testament to all these yeah. people. And so I can identify with that. And then... I realized I thought I came to America to learn how to fly airplanes and how to be a missionary pilot. But silly me, no. <laughs> God sent me to America just like before 
to work mm-hmm. on me, to change my heart, to make me more Christ-like. Wow. And I, at first, I thought, God taught me my lesson. I learned it. That, that's it. Now I can start working and following after God. No. <laughs> it, the second time God taught me that same lesson, I was like, okay, that's it. Twice and that's it. I'm, I'm now starting to realize, or I have realized, that this is for the rest of my life. I'm going to be learning that it's not because of me. It's because of God. It's not for me. It's for God. It's not for the sake of what I did. It, it kind of goes back to one of my favorite parts in the Bible, Deuteronomy chapter 8 and 9. It's not because of how good Israel is. It's because of how good God is. It's because of because of how stubborn Israel were, because of how stubborn placeholder name for Nate, how stubborn Nate was. No, wow. it's because of how good God is. Wow. How generous he is. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> because we really don't deserve it. My biggest thing I love seeing in people's lives is the stepping stones. He's never done with us, right. ever. Yeah. And that's what we can really see from your story is how God is continuously always working. Yeah. He's never done. Yeah. And so you have all these stepping stones that led you here, but there's still going to be more stepping stones. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. someday you're going to be looking back again and be like, whoa, that's how I got here. Like you just see God's work in every part of your life, even when you're stubborn, even yeah. when you are angry or frustrated or sometimes even walk away from Christ. Yeah. He's even working in that. Yeah. And if you're not a believer of Christ, he's still working in your life, right? It's so cool. Wow. So that is such an awesome, awesome story. I want to ask you, like, what is, I mean, you shared a little bit, but what is the biggest thing? I just want to really highlight that here at the end. What is the biggest thing that you have learned from your story? The biggest thing that I learned is... Well, in general, it's how big God is and how small we are. But more specifically, it's give God your rights. Give God your future. Give God, give him the right to, to do whatever you want. Just follow him. Like, right. and don't worry about it. Like, he does know better than you. His brain's a little more smarter <laughs> yes. than you. Actually, no, a, a lot more. He's a lot stronger than you. He's a lot com- more, more loving powerful. than you, more powerful, yeah. more compassionate. He'll take whatever you have, you, mm-hmm. no matter how broken it is. Right. And he'll actually make something out of it. Like, you won't be able to make something out of it, right. no matter how no hard. Way. The harder you try, the more you, you won't be able to. Absolutely. Okay, I ask each of my guests this question, and I have to ask you, what does hope mean to you? What does hope mean to me? Yeah. So, jumping off of something Chris said a couple of Sundays ago, hope for the non-believer is like, oh, I hope, I wish, it's, yeah. it'd be beneficial, it'd be nice if right. it would happen. Right. But for us believers, for us disciples of Christ, it's a state of fact. It's it's like it's a fact of life. We yeah. know without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. You know what we have waiting for us. Absolutely. We know without a shadow of a doubt that God is going to work on us and use it for his glory. He doesn't say that it'll be good for us necessarily during this lifetime or that it'll be comfortable for us. He promises the opposite right. in fact. But we know that it will work out for good for God and good for His plan. Yeah. And so, so hope is kind of erased and put in like it's a fact or it's a knowledge. Yeah. 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 I like that. That's good. Oh man, Nate, this has been so much fun. I love getting to know you. 
and your um, awesome story and continuous story. So thank you so much for sitting down with me. Yeah, you bet. All right. I really enjoyed it. Before I go, I want to just give you guys a quick reminder of some things coming up at Camino Chapel for Easter. We have a full Easter weekend planned for everybody, and I hope you guys can come and be a part of that. So on April 2nd, we have the Good Friday service at 7 p.m. I will be there. I hope you guys come to that as well. And then we have the Easter Story drive through starting at 10 a.m. on Saturday. So that's the third. And then, of course, the Easter service on Sunday the 4th. We have three services for you to choose from. We have an 8 a.m., a 9.30, and 11 a.m. I hope you guys come. It's going to be so fun. One more thing before I go. I have a huge favor to ask from you guys. If you could rate this podcast, that will help me so much with getting this podcast up on the charts. We have so many people who take a brave step on coming on to this podcast. I want to get their story out to as many ears as I can because I know their stories will affect so many lives for sure. Also, be sure to subscribe. This will also help you out in knowing when a new podcast comes out. Anyways, you guys, thank you so much for listening today. And I hope you have a great rest of your week and happy Easter. Thank you.